G'day everybody, my name is Elliot Waters and you're listening to the Dysregulated Podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in. Today's episode is about withdrawals and I am having plenty of them at the moment. So in true Dysregulated Podcast style, there are no secrets here. I'm going to tell you all about my acute withdrawals and how terrible some of these last few days have been and what medications have caused me to feel such pain. But anyway, before we get into that though, if you are enjoying the show, feel free to like, subscribe, share it around with your mates and give us a rating. That would be great. And you can follow the show on Instagram at thedysregulated.podcast. So I've now been in hospital here at Maitland Private Hospital in the psychiatric ward for just over three and a half weeks. Now for the majority of this three and a half weeks, we have been in some degree or some level of withdrawal from various medications, which I was on and am now not. So the first one that got the flick was the Vyvanse, 70 milligrams top dose of Vyvanse, which is the stimulant amphetamine for ADHD. It was first to go. So off it went. And what what it caused by going off it was a lot of lethargy, lots of sleepiness, lots of somnolence, which you may remember from another episode means being sleepy during the day, a lot of brain fog, and just everything going real slow and, and sort of being a bit snappy because, you know, we're just not with it. We're not sharp and that's not a good feeling to have, that's for sure. But that lasted a couple of days. Um, but yeah, a lot of the symptoms, it felt like I had a heavy cold. So when you withdraw off stimulants like amphetamines, often people report, and I certainly am one of them, that I felt like I had a heavy cold for a couple of days there. But then we got out of it, which was great. So what came next was then the withdrawing from the SSRI medication antidepressant I was on, which was sertraline. A lot of you listeners will know about Zoloft, sertraline. Well, it was the next to go because it had been doing absolutely nothing So why keep taking things that are doing nothing? That was my argument and my doctor agreed. So goodbye, sertraline. It was next to go. Now, ordinarily, when you withdraw from antidepressants, the SSRIs or the SNRIs, you can get lots of nausea, uh, difficulty eating, difficulty sleeping, and you can get this phenomenon called brain zaps brain zaps where you turn your head slightly and it feels like an electrical shot shot goes through your brain that is a terrible terrible side effect but in this case I didn't get any of that because the medication that I replaced sertraline with which is clomipramine one of the old school tricyclic antidepressants it also works on serotonin so those withdrawal effects which are usually due to serotonin issues was not a problem for me because we swapped one out for another one that actually is doing a better job anyway. So that was good. So going off the sertraline, mood dipped down a bit, a bit, anxiety spiked a bit again. I was spending a lot more time in my room than I would want to have been ordinarily. But once the clomipramine took hold after about four or five days, then we powered out of that. And then the next medication 
to wean off and withdraw from is Pregabalin Lyrica. Now, this one has rocked me. This has been a doozy. So I remember I was told once that Lyrica is like a really safe benzodiazepine, like lorazepam, which I have quite a bit of history with. Now, the thing is, it's not. For some people, Lyrica or Pregabalin, withdrawals from this particular drug can be just as bad as any benzodiazepine. I've been reading horror stories online of people who have had months-long crippling anxiety because the rebound effect from taking away the Lyrica or Pregabalin is so strong. Now, it doesn't appear as though that happens to everybody, but what is pretty clear is that most people feel something and it's not good when they stop taking it, especially at higher dosages like I was, which I wasn't doing for fun. I wasn't doing to get get my rocks off and have a great time. It was just so I could hold on and survive. But unfortunately, if you burn the candle at one end pretty strongly and then you're sort of burning the other candle with other things at the other end pretty strongly too, you sort of find yourself in the middle in a bit of trouble. And that's what I've sort of discovered lately because a lot of these medications, the amphetamines, the pregabalins, the Lyrica, the benzos like lorazepam, um, a lot of these I had been having lots and lots of just to keep sane and to keep on the straight and narrow as I waited for my hospital admission. But now that that's all happened, it's time to get off them and now we really see the damage that has been done. So my withdrawals at the moment, today's been a little bit better, buffeted by the use of, of lorazepam to try and get through the worst of the um, withdrawal effects that I'm having at the moment. But yesterday was a very, very bad day. In fact, I would probably say there were times yesterday where it is or has been um, the worst probably of my life that I can remember. So there were times there yesterday I was half hanging off the bed, bawling my eyes out, saliva going everywhere, just a complete mess, ripping my hair out and thinking this has got to be the worst it's ever been. And the worst part of all of that is that it wasn't like this is the worst it's ever been, so that means it can only get better from here. It was like this is the worst so far it's ever been. Oh, my God, there is going to be so much more hell to pay, I can just tell, because, of course, depression kicks up in a big way when you're you're severely beaten down like I was with these withdrawals and anyone else going through them as well. So all of a sudden, silly little negative thoughts carry with them such weight. And in those moments, it's very hard to differentiate what is a silly thought and what is actually something to listen to. So there's lots of negative negativity floating around in my head. And because we are we are bare, we are vulnerable, and we have no defenses against whatever it is that's popping into my mind, things of that nature of, oh my God, this is just the beginning, this is going to get worse, this is going to take us out, I'm going to die, I'm going to have a seizure any moment, this is it, I need to ring my family and tell them I love them because I'm about to cark it. You know, ordinarily thoughts like that, you would nip in the bud pretty early and be like, all right, let's look at this logically what do we think? And then usually once you do the logic tests, you find out that those thoughts are really quite silly. But in the moments when you're really in the hole 
and you feel like you've got no one there to help you and it's you against your own brain that is doing everything it can to eat itself out from the inside in, it is so difficult to try and keep a handle on things and remember what weighs up and what weighs down, let alone what the real situation is versus what's being created in your mind by other forces that we don't really want to be at play. And withdrawals from medications bring about this terrible, terrible headspace, that's for sure. And it was terrible because I didn't leave my room here, room 144 still at the Maitland Private Hospital yesterday at all. I didn't leave it at all. Now, for the vast majority of the day, I had breakfast in the morning, which I chose to eat in my room. And then for the rest of the day, till about four o'clock, 4.30. So this is all day I was in the fetal position, trying to come up with a way in which I could see myself getting out of this alive. It was that bad. At one point, I was to try and get some relief from this unbelievably toxic headspace I found myself in. I was biting into my wrists. And the thing that was more scary about that wasn't so much that I was biting into my wrists, even though that's a bit weird, but was the fact that it didn't matter how hard I bit, should see all the bite marks I've got on my wrists at the moment, it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt at all. I was completely disengaged with reality by this point. I'm just biting holes in my arms, trying to get some sort of feeling that will distract me from these horrendous withdrawals that I'm going through. And although I could see that I was doing some pretty good damage on my on my right wrist, um, I couldn't feel the pain. There was no pain. I don't know what was going on, what was pulling the levers at this point, but ordinarily you would think biting into your arm almost as hard as you can would produce some sort of pain. There was no pain. It did feel a bit comfortable though, and that sort of shook me as well. And then throughout all this, you know, even more simple things you might associate with like a fever, you know. So yeah, there's some sort of hallucinating going on, um, you know, hearing things that maybe aren't really there, um, lots of sweating, and then all of a sudden being freezing cold, and then sweating again, you know, within the matter of minutes, just oscillating between hot, cold, hot, cold. That was terrible too. And then the worst part um, probably came a bit later on when I uh, even found myself struggling to be able to urinate properly. And that was because of two reasons. One, this new medication I'm on, uh, clomipramine, one of the side effects is urination problems and urinary retention, which is something that needs monitoring, but also the fact that I couldn't stand um, without and over the toilet, as as men do, without the, the the need or the feel that I was about to keel over at any moment because my vision was all blurry and fuzzy. Um, everything had this sort of white sort of shine to it, if that makes sense. Like, like you know, you're looking through a, a thin fog. Everywhere is it you're, you're inside this thin fog. Um, and then later on in the night, um, the... Um, the, the, my light sensitivity got really bad. So if I saw bright lights, um, you know, through the window, or whatever, I'd have to close the window or the blind because it would hurt and would cause headaches right behind the eyeballs. There were these headache feelings right behind the eyeballs, which was not fun either. Um, so it was just hell because while these physical 
side effects are occurring. So having the sweats, trembling hands, um, completely disorientated, lack of balance and coordination, um, you know, not being able to urinate properly, having great difficulty even walking from my bed to the toilet as well. So while that's all going on, that sort of physical stuff, it was really the mental anguish though, which was the worst because I'm literally thinking I am one step away from having a seizure and when I have this seizure, it is lights out, goodbye. I really hope my podcast takes off so in future, the money that it will be making can finance my estate. I don't know, something like that. But it was terrible, absolutely terrible and I cannot explain adequately how terrible it really, really was. And partly I can't do that too is because I'm still going through it right now. So today's been a bit better, although the reasons why today's been better is because I have had quite a few lorazepam, benzodiazepines, to sort of ease the load a little bit, which has helped, which is good. But then you get the brain fog and all that as a direct consequence of having the lorazepam, plus the fact that we're not really dealing with the fact that we're withdrawing off the pregabalin and all the lorazepam is doing is a band-aid fix, but the same core problems are still there. So we're not eating as much, we're not drinking as much, struggling to go to the toilet, not thinking clearly, not um, in in a very clear headspace at all. You know, sentences are a bit slow to get out. <laughs> I apologize, everybody. Um, very monotone, you know, but this episode of all of them is probably the one where I can say, look, on the face of it, the quality maybe isn't there like I would like it to be, but this episode is coming from the middle of a mental health crisis right now. This is directly out of a current problem, circumstance, scenario that I have found myself in and it is proving very difficult this episode to make because, you know, my thoughts are scattered, anxiety is through the roof, I'm getting all these depressive sort of thoughts as well, so it feels like I'm getting kicked in the guts over and over and over again because all these bad things keep happening or are about to happen, that's what my mind has convinced me, and then there's the fact that, you know, we're sweating, so we're dehydrated, we haven't eaten enough, you know, blurry vision, um, all that sort of fun stuff really, really good, really good fun stuff. So hopefully that gives a bit of an insight maybe into what withdrawals are sort of like on some of these medications. The stimulants, pretty easy, you know, getting off the amphetamine, I've done it before. Um, This is coming from the highest dose as well of Vyvanse, 70 milligrams. That wasn't too bad. A couple of days where we just want to sleep a bit more, but you do actually eat more as well. Sort of your appetite bounces back. Um, but a bit slow in the brain, bit of brain fog, but that tends to fade. The sertraline, ordinarily you'd get the brain zaps and you'd get the hot and cold and the nausea, but because my replacement medication, clomipramine, also works on serotonin, largely that was avoided, which is good, although my mood did suffer probably for three or four days there as the changeover occurred. But this Lyrica, getting off the pregabalin, is proving so, so difficult and as I speak to you, which I've probably said, because that's another thing, my short-term memory is, is cactus at the moment too. So I'm probably, without meaning to, probably repeating myself over and over and over again. But um, 
and now I've forgotten what I was going to say, see, terrible, but the Pregabalin has really hit me for six, that's for sure, and all you got to do is go on Reddit and, and search Lyrica withdrawals to see how serious and how bad it can be, so please send your prayers to Elliot 144, room 144 Maitland Private Hospital, because this this right now, three and a half weeks in, this is the most difficult time that we've been going through while we've been up here, that's for sure. So that is also why there haven't been as many episodes uploaded. So I apologize for that as well. So anyway, I might wrap it up there. That's a bit of insight into what these withdrawals are like and how terrible they are. I am guessing that at some point, looking back, I'll do another episode and maybe go through this sort of stuff with a bit more clarity um, and, and the... Um, the benefit of hindsight, but if you want to be hear what it's like going through it right now, well, yeah, you can probably even hear it in my voice. We're pretty flat. We're pretty croaky. We're just hanging on. That's for sure. But thank you everyone who has been listening because I do see all these amazing listeners come through and it is really a really great feeling to see people engaging with the content and seemingly getting something out of it. So at least... As I'm sitting here now sweating bullets um, and my vision's all blurry and my voice is all croaky, at least I know that my efforts aren't in vain because you legends seem to be enjoying the content and I'll tell you what, there's plenty more to come. All right, that's it from me. I'm going to try and roll into bed and see if we can get some sleep because that's the other thing too when you go off programming, which I forgot there's so much sleep becomes very difficult. Insomnia is very, very common. So not only have you got bad moods because your neurons aren't firing properly, but you're also lacking sleep, which obviously makes things 10 times worse just off the bat, just like that. So not good. Not being able to eat, not being able to urinate, not being able to sleep. Barely can talk, but it takes more than that to keep this warrior down. And I will keep fighting for you guys everybody and for this podcast because I have not brought all my recording gear into hospital for nothing it is to show what the real mental health world is like out there for some of us that are unfortunately going through what we are going through it's time to bring this stuff out into the light all right thank you very much thank you for listening as always and i'll see you next time hopefully in a much cheerier mood on the dysregulated podcast